Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of 3Talk where we are talking all things work-life balance. And we are looking to see how to achieve the balance and get the life that you want. Okay, so here's the thing. This is quite a big topic and it causes a lot of stress and unease in households. And it can hugely impact the way that we live our lives. But firstly, I just wanna cover what work-life balance actually is. It's a concept that describes the ideal of splitting one's time and energy between work and other important aspects of our life. Achieving work-life balance is a daily challenge for most, and it can be really tough to make time for family, friends, community, patient, spirituality, personal growth, and self-care. In addition to all of those demands, you then have to add the workplace or your job or your business into the mix, and you can probably see why it's so hard to get that balance. So if you put it like that, I suppose in today's day and age, it's not as simple as saying you just need to get a work-life balance. And I should know as I spent years trying to master this and never achieving it to then use it as a failure to add to my overwhelm. And I used it as a reason to beat myself up at the end of the week, further adding to my misery. Now, I'm not sure if anyone can relate to this. Research shows that there is a huge amount of people suffering with this right now and it creates real overwhelm. And I talk firsthand when I say this of a person that you know used to work 70, 80 hour weeks. I'm speaking from being a previous HR director. So I saw the back end effects of this when people had real burnout and overwhelm and they just couldn't get the balance right. And now I'm in the entrepreneurial space. I also see this because I help women on a daily basis trying to get that balance. And whether you're a corporate exec, a teacher, a mother, a father, a coach, consultant, CEO, it really doesn't matter. It affects us all in the same way and causes lots of health problems. It causes overwhelm. It causes chronic stress, less cognitive function. And bottom line is it leads to us um, and living a less meaningful and fulfilled life. So ladies, why do you think it's really hard right now for people to find that balance and how actually important do you think it is anyway? I think it's very, very important. I come from a teaching background and I burnt out twice because there's always more that you, that you can do. I've got a really big heart and I'm determined and I'm, I just kept push, push, pushing. And what I realized is when I took my foot off the pedal, I became much more productive. And it's something you kind of, that cycle you have to go through and you realize that when you have those cutoff points with work and make sure that you're doing good things in your personal life, you have better energy and better focus the next day and you feel better about your life so you can be more productive. What do you think, Lucia? I agree, but I think for me, one of the key things in this work-life balance is that it is my work-life balance. Whenever we talk about this, we tend to think that there is a general rule that everybody must comply with. Mm. And for me, the key is there is no general rule. Work-life balance is whatever you want it to mean. Because for you, it might be super important being 80 hours at work and dedicating three hours to you. And for some other people, it might be the other way around they would want to dedicate 80 hours to themselves and three to work yeah because at the end of the day 
it depends what stage of your life you're in as well. It becomes of stage of your life. It is important, you know, to look at your priorities, what you value the most, where you want to be. It is a mix of things. And, you know, it also changes by the day and the week. Like there are some days that I'm fully pumped and I know that I can achieve whatever and I'm all about my let's get this work done. And there are some other days that I feel like I really need to be looking after myself today. Does that make it a less productive day because I've dedicated it to myself? No, it doesn't. It's just a different approach to it. And I think that is the important thing to remind ourselves of is there is no right or wrong. There is no rule here. Whatever you think is important for you, that's what you should be doing. And look at a holistic overview of where you are at and where do you want to be and start slotting in those priorities in the week, the month, the year, and try to achieve that balance that way. I think you made a good point there about some of us want to be really successful really quickly. And that's why we can push ourselves too much in the work route instead of having that balance. So sometimes it's better to play the long game and say, in 10 years time, I will be here. Or in five years time, I will be here. Instead of trying to push, 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 and then not achieving any balance and becoming ill. Because that is a fact. If people do not listen to their body, they can become really ill. So there is the extreme where people do push, push, push. And yes, it's good to be successful. Yes, it's good to have a purpose. But at the end of the day, we can still succeed if we play the long game. We don't have to do it all in a couple of years. I suppose the key thing is when, you know, it's coming back to exactly what you said. You've got to recognize whether you are happy with what you are doing right now, whether you feel like you are getting the joy that you need from the different areas of your life. And if you are excellent, then this is a bit of a non-topic for you. But if you're not like the majority of people, it's trying to look at where to start first. And, you know, as we just said, it isn't just about work. It's about all the other areas. And it's, it's how do we slot all that time in? And I suppose, like you said, Lucia, it's about the prioritization. I do feel like a lot of overwhelm these days, and you said it, Fleur, about millennials, you know, in this day and age, you know, success needs to be quick. Now, I saw this time and time again um, when I was a HR director, because obviously people wanted promotions and they wanted them tomorrow. <laughs> you know, they wanted pay rises and they needed them now. And I think a lot of that at the moment is bred from today's culture of comparison. You know, we compare somebody else has got that balance. Why haven't we got it? But you're so right, Lucia. It's about what stage you are in your life. And why do you need to have what they've got if you're not them? Okay. And you're not at that stage either. So I think it's really important to dig really deep with yourself to ask yourself firstly, do you feel like you've got the balance? Where do you think it's been, you know, it's a tipping point. And then you just need to start to really identify. And I think a key part of this isn't just the top line prioritization like tools that we use and looking at where you're going to slot the time in you know it's also about connecting to your values you know what do you value the most in life you know what's making your heart sing it's about laughing more doing more of what you want and you have to stop striving for that perfection because if you continue to look for this 100 percent work-life balance then you've just put yourself under so much pressure that that in itself becomes unachievable and becomes really hard and you start to have to swim upstream and when you're swimming upstream you know it can be a really tough place to be so I think it's about looking at the fact that we all have multifaceted lives recognizing that you don't have to be the same as the next person 
and just looking at moving towards your values, trying to shape the life to what you want it to look like. But you made an important point there about the perfection. I think it's about progress, isn't it? I do think people, if you look at academic studies, people do need to feel that they're progressing. They do feel that they need a purpose. Yeah, but what is It's not about being perfect, is it? You know, what, what does progress really mean? Because I may have a, you know, sterling career and uh, be promoted five times in a year, but then what's the point of getting there if I am not doing what I want to be doing in my personal life? I don't call that progress. I call it being stuck. So I think it's really important to assess what Susie was saying, your values and what makes your heart sing. For me, that is one of the most important things. Am I doing enough things of what make my heart sing? Because there are people out there, Fleur, we know that you are you know, really into exercise. To me, for example, I like it and I acknowledge it's important. It's not one of my super priorities. If I don't go walking or running one day, I don't beat myself up for not having done that. Whereas if I don't spend a day laughing for at least half an hour, I don't call it a productive day because that's what I get my energy from. So I think that's the important thing to see is that what other people are doing might not be what you need to be doing. Some people may find essential going to yoga classes. We, we see it every day on social media. So I think it's that holistic thing of looking at what everybody else is doing, perhaps for, for inspiration and make it relatable for yourself what are your values what is making your heart sing and what do you call progress i think if we look at a tool which is it's well renowned and it's easy for you to just look it up yourself but it's called the life wheel and i think where we try to replicate everybody else's work-life balance we're still not happy and we're still digging deep and we don't understand what it is because it wasn't our path you know, I spent a lot of my 20s and 30s in my, in my life, Will, in the work and finance. So work was really good and I was very successful. My finances were really great, but all the other areas of my life, Will, were flat. You know, I described it as a flat tire. And it's not until I did that exercise that I actually realized why I'd come off piste, what I wasn't putting in. And it really helped me to go, well, actually, I'm going to put 20% less in this area now and I'm going to put 20% more into my relationship and I'm going to start putting date nights in or I'm going to start making a real effort to spend that quality time in the evenings with my then partner who is now my husband and I think that is absolutely key because like you say Lucia you see someone doing yoga it's really relaxing it's great and you try it out and it doesn't work it's because you didn't actually you that wasn't a part of your will you wanted to salvage so you've really got to start splitting it in and looking at it and I'd say the one thing to do um, which is really important is just stop procrastinating because when we know there is something inherently not right we have a very good tendency to put our head in the sand and bottom line is Unless you really focus on what it is you want from your work-life balance, you're only going to keep achieving the same results. So it's just so important. And that way you'll be able to eradicate overwhelm and you'll start being able to work towards the life that you really want to achieve. Yeah, and I think um, when you said about the procrastination, I think good exercise is to make a list of kind of time-sucking habits. Get really, really honest with yourself and list where are you wasting time that you could be being more productive and then the work would be more productive and you would have time more for the life that you want to live and um, I know some people think you know 
exercise isn't their thing. But let's be honest with ourselves. We are a body, uh, a biological body, and it needs to move. And it does need have healthy habits to be efficient and feel good. So I do think people do need to find, and I know I harp on about this because I come from a sports and health background and I see all the statistics. People do need daily movement, even if it is just to walk. It is something that is very, very important because people will have health problems otherwise, and then they definitely won't get a work-life balance. And the other thing is about putting your boundaries in. I love Marie Forleo's um, analogy of the, the no train. And that is about saying no to things, no to, I won't take phone calls when I'm with my children. I won't come back to clients when I'm with my children. That is just non-negotiable for me. So when I know, you know, when you girls contact me and you know, I go quiet, that's because that is my time with my children. And I, we, we do have to be clever with our time. For example, I know that I want to spend special time with my children, but I know my dog walk, my dog needs to be walked twice a day. So I will pick them up from school and we'll go for a walk together in nature because that's another thing that's good for your body. So it's about being very clever with that time so you do get that feel that you're getting that joy out of your life. But also for me, very important to have a purpose. So work is important to me. And you know, Fleur, just on that, it is worldly recognised that there is an issue in this day and age with work-life balance. Places like France, they have adopted a right to disconnect. So it makes it illegal for employers to contact their employees outside of their working hours, which I think is absolutely amazing because a lot of the issue that we have these days with overwhelm and not getting what we want from whether it be our work environments or life is the fact that we are checking in to emails and social and we are constantly being able to be connected to this yeah and, good point Susie you know one of the easy ways and I say this to people all the time one of the easiest way to get back in charge and get back in control of your life is start deciding when you want to deal with your social or your emails and not be dictated to it's not the other way around you know you have the power in you to be able to switch that off at any point and it's about not being distracted because when we're distracted we're not being mindful and if we're mindful we're not getting any joy out of what we're doing so I feel like this is really important in terms of today's day and age because all the stats and the research show that this is one of the key areas for employees and people right now not being in a good place when it comes to work-life balance setting your boundaries and working with if you know that's a weakness for you and you are sitting at the table with your family and you're checking your emails then just stop just be aware you know it can really make a difference to your kids lives to your partner's lives it's easier said than done again but you've got to recognize if you're not happy and you're saying your work-life balance isn't right you have the ability choice to choose. <laughs> choose 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 we always have to choose, choose. yeah so, yeah, and I think it's also about being just being realistic again and asking yourself what's working for you right now, what isn't working, and what do you need to, in order to fix that? I think that's really important to talk to other people about it. If you talk to friends about it, so you do see your life through a different lens. Otherwise, you don't realise you're not getting that work-life balance sometimes. I think you do realise, though. People are aware that something is not working because that's when you're feeling tired all the time, sick all the time. You do identify that there's a problem. I think the issue sometimes is that it's easier to carry on as you are and moan that something is not working. Like on a treadmill, like you're on a treadmill. 
to step back and see, okay, I'm not happy with this. What do I need to do to change this? But that is a whole other conversation, I'm aware. We better do that next time, ladies. We could go (laughs) on and on and on. Thank you, ladies. That is really inspiring. And I think that gives our listeners quite a lot to work on. As we know, work-life balance isn't just one-dimensional. It covers all areas of our life. And it isn't just about the workplace, but there are key things we can do to help ourselves in the workplace. And we need to look at actually identifying the areas of our life that we feel are a bit flat and trying to reevaluate how we can pump them up or make them better and start moving towards that. We need to recognize that it's an evolving process. This isn't something that stands still. It's not static. What will be right for you now at this stage of your life might not be right for you in 12 months time. And that's okay. We also need to look at, actually, if there is something wrong, stop procrastinating. Start working towards whatever that is, because otherwise you're going to keep producing the same results. You're going to keep feeling that overwhelm and nothing in your life or around you is going to change. And most importantly, I think it's reconnecting with your values and doing things that you absolutely love because that's where you'll get the joy back and that's where you'll feel so much better about your entire balance. And if you do something to help yourself, you're going to help absolutely everyone else around you. So I hope this was helpful and we look forward to you tuning in to listen to us next week.